We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Man, what are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Corn pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. I'm your host for the day, Brian Ruka, and right over there, producing things for us is my man Juice Box, the Juice Box, da 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 Juice Box. So welcome in. We know you guys all liked the first episode. We was hearing a lot of great positive feedback, and uh, it's awesome. I love it. Thanks everybody for giving it a listen. Thanks for um, all the kind words that I've received. You know, I'm I'm already starting to feel like a like a celebrity in the neighborhood these days. Like, remember when uh, Henry Hill when he when he's a kid and he's talking about the 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 kids in the neighborhood how they treated him. Happened to me just the other day down the street at the Irish Bakery, and a uh, whole group of kids. Aren't you the guy from Right and Wrong? Wait, that's you, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me get that for you. And they all carried my stuff. They carried my groceries home for me. And you know why they did it? It was out of respect. That's why. But anyways, thank you. Thank you all. From the bottom of my heart, and I know Juice feels the same, thank you for listening. And please, continue to help us. Tell your friends about us. And for everybody else out there, whether you want to hate, debate, or congratulate us, just shoot us an email. Our email address is rightandwrong, all one word, 617, at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, the Right and Wrong page. We also have a YouTube channel, Right and Wrong. Be careful with that one. Um, I think because YouTube is so big and we are nobodies right now, it's hard to find us, so... I had to specifically type in right and wrong channel, Brian Ruka. So you might have to do that too. Um, where else are we, Juice? Oh, yeah, we got that. I mentioned the Facebook page. Oh, my Twitter handle. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'd really appreciate that. It's ddruka617. Um, what else do we got, Juice? Come on, help me out here, man. Pay attention. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apple and Spotify. Okay. Everybody knows about that. So, like I said, spread it around for us, please. And give us a follow on all of those platforms. Uh, shoot us a like. If you want to give us a review, that's awesome. But share it around with people that you think might like it as well, please. Got to generate a little bit more buzz around here. What uh, What was I saying, Juice? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my man over there was making fun of me the other day because I only have 17 followers on Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's a little embarrassing, but hopefully we can change that, right? You guys going to stop following me? I'll throw some stuff up there, promise. Twitter's a blast. I like have a love-hate relationship with it so far. I've never really used it before in my life, but uh, it's been pretty funny. So now that we got that stuff out of the way, why don't we move on to the show for the day? We got a loaded show for you already, uh, second one in. I'd really like to talk about a story that's uh, made the rounds the last couple weeks. President Joe Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court. Yep, you've all heard about it. I know you've heard this one now, right? And a lot of discussion came up before he actually gave us a name just because he told us flat out that he was going to pick the most qualified, the best black female he could find for the job. What a joke. <laughs> right off the bat, he's setting up his nominee to fail. How many people are just going to think that it's a affirmative action hire, right? Why not just pick the best person for the Supreme Court? Pick the best person for our country. Mr. Unity, Mr. Bring People Back Together. That's what you're supposed to do, right, Mr. President? 
but nope, you just want to play identity politics. So, you've all heard the name by now, Katanje Brown Jackson. That's who Joe Biden ended up picking. And he wants all the praise. He wants to be called Mr. Diversity, right? He wants to get all the credit for nominating the first black female to the Supreme Court. Ain't that right, Juice? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. He's, he's giving me a head nod and a thumbs up, ladies and gentlemen. So Biden wants to get that credit. But what he doesn't want anybody to talk about is that time back in 2005 when a judge by the name of Janice Rogers Brown was nominated to the D.C. Appellate Circuit Court of Appeals, I believe is, uh, is what it is. But it's that um, it's the court you've I'm sure you've heard about it, but it's like the minor leagues for the Supreme Court. Uh, I think it's the, the spot that the most justices have been appointed from. So it's like you get, you get onto that spot, you're right there in the spotlight in D.C., and there's a pretty good chance you might end up being someone who's going to be in the mix for a Supreme Court justice appointment at some point in your career. So there's Judge Janice Brown, Rogers Brown. But the Democrats, they did not want her getting through. So Joe Biden himself, he threatened right out. He said, nope, we're going to have to filibuster if she ends up becoming the nominee they wanted to block her the democrats now were afraid that bush might try to fast track janice rogers brown up there to the supreme court so biden and his cronies refused to play ball they wouldn't even let her get through so instead bush nominated alito and that's who got in mr biden mr unity Mr. Champion for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion just completely halted a qualified black female's chance at making it to the highest court in the land. You know what the excuse was, too, which is ridiculous? The Democratic Party claimed that she had very, like, radical conservative views, right? That, that was the claim. You know what they're referring to as radical views? Judge Brown was opposed to affirmative action, hated it, does not think it deserves a spot in this country, which I agree with. And she also was in favor of a state law in California for girls under the age of 18 to notify, for their parents to be notified before the girl could have an abortion. So that was radical. Are you kidding me? Like, seriously. I'm a father of a daughter. I mean, she's not anywhere near that age yet, thankfully. But if she got, if anybody performed an abortion on her when she was a minor under the age of 18, you don't think as a parent I should be notified about that? You don't, you wouldn't need my consent as a parent, to perform an operation and surgery like that on my child? Which side is the radical opinion here? Like, come on. Give us a break here. You can't give my kid aspirin at school without asking me for it. Some movies they won't let you show in school without getting a parent consent for. Someone under the, 18, uh, under the age of 18 can get an abortion, no problem. That's insane. That's radical. Anyways, that's why they held up this woman's career. But you know what? It's not the only time they did something like this. Back in 2001, when President Bush wanted to nominate Miguel Estrada to that same minor league courts, that stepping stone before the Supreme Court, what did the Democrats and Mr. Joe Biden do? They held him up. Oh, how did they hold him up? Oh, that's right. That super racist, terrible, really bad, rotten, no good, very bad thing. The filibuster. Oh, wow. Didn't see that coming. The funny thing about this one was that back then, in 01, uh, the Wall Street Journal of all places leaked uh, some emails from inside the Democratic Party, the uh, the group that was coming up with the strategy on how to... Uh, how to stop 
Estrada from getting getting approved, how to hold him up. So one of the emails said, quote, most of Bush's nominations are Nazis. And they referred to Estrada as being especially dangerous because he's Latino. (laughs) I know you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. So what's the point here? The point, my friends, is that you can't trust the politicians when it comes to the race hustling, especially the left and the Democrats, the progressives. That's all they see. That's all they care about. But they don't care about it the way you think they care about it. They don't actually care about the race of somebody. They care about what that person supports above all else. That is the number one value to the Democrats is what is your political philosophy. And the next thing they do is now look at the color of your skin to decide how prominent they want to make you and use you to make them look like the party of the minorities, to make them look like the people that aren't racist and whatever. But the funny thing is their actions, the way they treat race is more racist than anything they accuse the Republicans of. It's crazy. I mean, Clarence Thomas said it best when he was being grilled for his nomination back in 92, 91, 92, somewhere like that, when Biden was the ringleader of that one too. I think Clarence Thomas said, this is a modern day lynching of a black man. And he's right. He was 100% right when it comes to that. You know, everybody wants to talk about slavery and how horrible it is, horrible it was. Fully agree. We, like, I think 90, 95, 97% of the country would agree with that. The left and the Democrats don't want you to believe that. But I think any rational, normal human being realizes and understands how bad slavery is. So what you got to understand is the way the left, the Democratic Party, the progressives use race is just another form of slavery and racism. They hold people hostage based on the color of their skin. They advance people's careers. They hurt people's careers. They make people famous, important, anything like that based on the color of people's skins and how that can help them in a particular situation. You tell me how that's not racism. You tell me how that's not a, a, a modern day form of slavery for people. And you know who decided that? Joe Biden and his cronies. If it was about what he thinks, what he, what he wants you to think it's about, then he wouldn't have done that. All he cares about is how the race is going to play for his political views and for his political agenda. And that's the entire party. If you don't see that, I feel bad for you. I really do. If you don't see how race is used to manipulate all of us, to drive wedges, I really do feel bad for you. Because if you really want to unify, if you really want to come together as a country, we can't make everything, every decision, every conversation about race. We need to get back to talking and understanding people for what's in their mind and what's in their heart. Because the rest of it is all BS. You know it, and I know it. Okay, so let's move on and get to the rest of the stories that we have lined up for you today. Don't forget, give us a follow and a like and a share on all those social media networks. I'm still working on setting up that MySpace page, so bear with me on that one, okay? All right, what do we got here, Juice? Oh, yeah. Let's start it right here in my town, my home city, Boston. We got the mayor here, Mayor Michelle Wu, and she's putting an ordinance in place that would limit protests in the public square. So reading from Boston.com, Mayor Michelle Wu filed an ordinance Monday that would limit when protesters can picket. Really go do the people's work there, Michelle. Nice work. Keep it up. The rule would allow protesters to demonstrate outside an individual's home, not just public officials. Oh, gee, thank you. Thank you for that. 
Are you kidding me? Are you serious here, Mayor Wu? For those of you who don't know, since being elected mayor mandate here, Queen Wu, as the people are calling her these days, has been faced with an onslaught of protesters. She definitely did not know what she was signing herself up for. And you know what? It's all self-inflicted. Mayor Wu won an election that turned out 32.66% of the registered voters in the city of Boston. So, what's it, 70, 60-something? Didn't even bother voting because they don't care because you people are so out of touch with reality. You're so out of touch with what the people really want that most voters feel like it's a waste of time. All you guys just running in your little circles that you think you're, you're so powerful and important, but you can't even get people to come out and vote. People don't care. We know how it works. So Queen Wu over here is, is high on her own fumes. She loves this power that she just got, right? She's a nobody. But now all of a sudden, she's this big, important champion for diversity, equity. She's a woman who made it. Right? All these things. So what did she do, though? In January, or, or what? I don't even know if it was, it, I think it took effect maybe late January, early February. But anyways, after she, she took over because the mayor before her um, was only acting because of Marty Walsh running down to D.C. with his buddy Joe Biden to get a cushy little appointment. So Mayor Wu won the election in November and immediately took office. Uh, I think it was like two weeks later. So one of the first things she did was she made it mandatory for anybody working in the city of Boston, uh, not in the city of Boston, sorry, anybody working for the city of Boston, mandatory to get proof of vaccination, to get vaccinated. So the policy before, which was also foolish, at least left a little bit of gray, not a gray, a little loophole for the people who did not want to get vaccinated they could test and stay. So again, foolish, like, okay, I can take a test on a Monday. You let me stay until next Monday when I take a test again. Oh, I couldn't have got COVID on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday and come in. Like, Absolutely not. Just stupid. But that was like one of those foolish little things that, that appeased the unions that represent the employees and made the city feel like they were still important and powerful because they can make most people get vaccinated. Maya Wu comes in. She's not happy with that. Oh, no, not for not for her. Mayor Mandate wants to come in, and now she wants to make everybody have to get it. Oh, you're fired. Get out of here. See ya. Scram. Vamos. So that's what she wants to do. She removes that option of people being able to test and stay. Well, that set off a leap storm she was not ready for nope no way not ready not happening so mayor mandate has been getting slammed on twitter since she did this and i think just about every day since this happened she's had protests outside of her house there's been people there day and night trying to let her know how they feel letting her know what a bad job she really is doing. But Mayor Wu, Mayor Mandate, Queen Wu, she's not ready for that. Oh, man, she won. She won the election. People like her. She's been told her whole career that she's a great politician. She's important. So how does she handle that? Oh, she doesn't know what to do. She's probably having panic attacks, sitting there breathing into a brown paper bag in the back of her escort. She can't handle public backlash everyone's supposed to love her so she's not happy about that the one the 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 ultra progressive who supported defunding the police has no problem putting 15 boston police officers out front of her house every night because she's afraid of the protesters that are there which brings us to today about a week ago um believe it was the 28th of february mayor Wu she put um an ordinance in place and <laughs> she she put the ordinance in place to remove protesters in residential areas or, or um, to remove protesters 
outside of an individual's house between the hours of 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. That's what she wants to do now. She puts an ordinance for the city of Boston that now goes in front of the city council to either approve it or reject it. She sends that because she doesn't want protesters outside of her house. Notice the hours, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yep, because she's definitely out of her house before 9 in the morning. And most times, I'm assuming the mayor of uh, a major city like this is going to be out and about, probably get home on the later side. But that's what she's going to do. We can't let that happen. We can't. These people, these politicians, they want the control and you give them an inch, they want to take a mile, okay? Look what happened with the COVID stuff. They just are drunk off their own fumes. They're in love with the power. So here, this is from... uh, this is from the city of Boston's website. This is uh, Mayor, Mayor Mandate Queen Michelle Wu, the first of Boston. Dun, 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 dun. So she says, quote, Boston has a strong legacy of activism, and it's important to uphold and protect the ability to speak out and advocate fiercely to keep our democracy strong. Wait for it. Wait for it. But in a moment of divided national politics, we can't normalize the harassment and hate spilling over into communities. Oh, what was that? Uh, what's that thing? I think Ned Stark said it. I'm, I'm sure a million people said it. Jon Snow says it to Sansa, the Queen of the North. But Father once said anything before the word but. Is bull, you know what? There you go. She doesn't believe that it's 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 a right to protest. She's not into activism for both sides. She's okay if people want to protest for things she's in favor of. You know, climate change, um, free bus fares. That's her, that's her major thing that she's done since coming in. That, that, that's the big thing she talked about for three years. Oh, I'm going to make public transportation free and accessible to all. Oh, great. Awesome. Why don't you let my kids go to school without a mask, you lunatic? So she wants to limit the ability of the people to let her know how they truly feel about her. Because it's too much for her. She can't handle it outside of her own house. The only place you can come let her know how you feel is that fortress that she goes to work at, City Hall, every day. But you know what? She can go in and out. She can barely see the crowd when if you, if you gather outside there. She can pull in, has her drivers, has her security goes right up to her office, and then she's protected. She's surrounded with all the yes men and yes women that she has working in there, all the people who won't tell her what they really feel because they all want to get a promotion or they want to keep their job or they want to keep their pension. So they're not going to tell you how bad you're doing. Those people outside your house, they're the ones that are going to tell you what a terrible job you're doing. Those people that tune in when you try to do a live stream on Instagram, and every comment is, you're horrible, remove your mandates, take the masks off, what are you doing? That's the type of reactions you get when you deal with the real people. That's what you get when you deal with the public, not the kiss asses that, that you surround yourself with. Let's see if you get your way with this one. It'll be a damn shame if you do. And you know what? She wants to sit there and tell us that we can't normalize the harassment and hate spilling over into communities. Well, you know what? We can't normalize your dictatorial reign of terror over the people of Boston here that you have. Let's not normalize that, you lunatic. All right? You can deal with some people standing outside your house, holding signs, honking. You deserve it because you could stop it with the snap of a finger. No ordinance needed. No approval from anybody else. Just put away the... stupid vax mandates and i think people would probably leave you alone but you want to you want to run radical you want to make radical decisions you want to force people to do stuff against their will just to keep their jobs this is the way you're going to be treated so get used to it okay also on the city's website listen to what this donkey had to say counselor ed flynn he said quote Public protests at people's homes must have reasonable limits. Uh, sorry, Ed. I don't really trust you and your cronies 
in government to define reasonable because that's a goalpost that's always going to be moving, just like this COVID stuff. Flynn goes on to say, Now is the time to come together as a city and country to treat each other with empathy, respect, and dignity. You know what, Ed? You know what, Counselor Flynn? Empathy, respect, and dignity? You need to earn that. Go out and earn it, okay, pal? Don't sit there and put your finger up in the air and try and try and find out which way the wind is blowing. You know who I respect? You know who kept his dignity? Counselor Frank Baker, who had the guts to tell you guys how ridiculous you're being. Wish he did it a little bit sooner. Wish he kind of, you know, he, he does speak out a lot, actually. He also had freshman counselor, Aaron Murphy. So we appreciate that. The two of them were the, were the two that, that held a hearing to try and make Queen Wu define what she's using for metrics and, and pretty much ask her if she's ever going to give away these emergency powers that should not be in effect anymore. But back to Counselor Flynn. You guys do not deserve that from us. I'm sorry. This comes with the territory, my friend. You want to speak for a community of people? You want to go out there and put yourself out there as the representation for a group of people? Or you, Mayor Mandate, for a city of people? You need to go out and earn their respect. You need to go out and treat them with dignity and with empathy. How dignified is it to treat your employees with vaccine mandates that they might not want to inject into their body? You have any empathy for the people who are doing that against their choice just because they need to support their family and you'll fire them if they don't? Who's, who's really got the dignity? Who's treating people? Who's taking people's dignity from them? You tell me because over here I know which side of this is right and I know which side of it is wrong and you politicians in the city of Boston, you are wrong. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fitness and uh, to, uh, you know, to make a judgment about who I am. All right. The next story we got for you today is about President Biden's State of the Union address. I know it was a week ago. But I just can't help myself when it comes to this one. Juice, give him the clip for me. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them with resources and training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. Did you just burst out laughing at that garbage like I did too? Absolutely ridiculous, right? Like, are you kidding me? How long ago were these people talking about defunding the police? Not funding them. Like two weeks? Three? Yeah, for the last two, three years, they've been talking about that. You got him center of the, of the screen. Over his left shoulder is Carmella. And over on the right, you had blank, blank paper, knuckles rubbing, half alive looking Nancy Pelosi. It reminded me of like the old cartoons when, when someone would be up there ready to make a terrible decision and they get one angel on a shoulder and a devil on a shoulder. This poor guy's got a devil over each shoulder, and he goes out there and says, we want to fund the police. <laughs> should, be giving him, should be giving himself about 15 come-on-mans for that nonsense. <laughs> I want, I'm going to play, my man Juice over there is going to play some clips of all these politicians over the last few years from the left, all the progressives, what they were saying about the police and the, the defunding of the police uh, over the last few years. So take a listen to this. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Yes, I support the defund movement. That our city, through our city administrative officer, identified $250 million 
in cuts. The, the police department here in Minneapolis needs to be dismantled and we need to start anew. Police departments uh, are taking a sizable uh, amount of the budget of a lot of municipalities and, and other entities. Uh, we need to look at those budgets, pull some of the money back, and invest it in other things. I do believe that we need to re reallocate resources away. And will this involve cuts? Yes, of course. To every department, including the police department. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer. When we said defund the police, the world woke up. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets, you know? We're going to dissolve the gun violence reduction team the school resource officer program, and the transit specialty units. This idea of reprioritizing our budget, um, this idea of, of moving funds and reinvesting. It means that we need to look at ways in which we can reduce the amount of resources that we're providing to the department, redirect those funds. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities, and particularly our poor black and brown communities. I'm asking you to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice to make sure that overfunded police departments are defunded? Oh, brilliant. I don't know how these people can say it with a straight face. They think, they really do think that you're dumb. They think all the people out there that support them, the people that only put on CNN or their local news networks, they think you are dumb. It's insane. They hate the police. But it's turned the cities into crap. It's made nobody want to be a police officer. Guys are retiring at record rates. Nobody wants to join that. Would you? You kidding me? See you later. But why is Biden up there saying that? Why is he trying to pretend now that he's in favor of the police? Well, because there's midterm elections coming up this year. And all these Democrats realize how terrible of an idea that is. They can... They, they know it's not going to play well with voters. They're going to lose so many seats, it's going to be nuts. So he's trying and he's hoping that you're too dumb to remember what they really feel about the police. And he's hoping that by the time you come and vote on the midterms, he's hoping that they can trick you into believing that he's actually going to be in favor or that his whole party is going to be in favor of spending money on the police departments for backing their police officers for putting criminals in jail, not letting them out on the streets. They know how bad this is. They can't, they can't hold on to the progressive. They can't hold on to those radicals on the left that will give up the police, that will hate the police at all costs. They don't care. They hate them. And they do not only want to defund them. They want to abolish them. I think that was Cori Bush said that in that clip, right? That's what they want to do. If they have their choice, if they had their real choice, they'd get rid of police departments everywhere. It wouldn't exist anymore. Is that a world you want to live in? Is that a country that you want to live in? I want more police out there. I want more people getting arrested. I want more people going to jail. I want less crime. I want less murders. I want less vandalism. I want less theft. I want our cities to not be held hostage by rioters and activists. I want police officers to be able to do their job without feeling like anything they do, they'll be crucified for in the eye of the public. Would you want to be a police officer that saves the life of a, of a person of color and immediately gets their picture put on Twitter by LeBron James, one of the most famous people in our country, putting you out there saying, don't let them forget or remember this, like whatever it was. The guy did his job. He saved somebody's life. And the knucklehead that should shut up and dribble is blasting them as a racist. I'm sorry. Doesn't seem like a job I want. Not worth it. Those who know me, you know, my father's Boston police officer his whole life. I wouldn't sign up for it nowadays. I doubt he would too. Can make some, some money good, decent job for, you know, hardworking, middle-class family, but it's not worth losing your your life over. It's not worth putting your life out there on the line, not worth putting yourself out there in the eye of the public for every little thing you, you, you could do on your job. 
and then to be thrown under the bus by the politicians that have control over you. It's not worth it. And it's scary for the country. It's another reason why we gotta start voting these people out. It's a bigger issue than just Democrat versus Republican. It really is. There's gonna be nothing left if we don't nip this ridiculous progressive far left agenda in the bud. We'll be done. So those Democrats that are that are you know middle kind of to the left, or um, you're gonna have to wake up and you're gonna have to realize that you might have to bite your lip, swallow your pride, vote for a few Republicans over the course of the next few years, if you want an actual Democratic and Republican party to still exist. Because if it goes to those progressives, if that far left starts gaining the upper hand, they've been gaining more and more and more. If they get control, they're going to put an end to it all. They're going to abolish police, and it's not going not gonna to stop there. That's step one. Then who's going to stop them when they start putting in all their radical policies? So... We got to wake up, okay? You guys know it. What am I going to say? Yep. Funding the police is right. Pretending that you're in favor of funding police when you really would like to defund them is completely wrong, Mr. President. All right. Before we move on to our last story of of the day, Can you please remember to give us a follow, give us a like, share us with your friends all over those social media platforms. We have a Facebook page. We get a YouTube channel. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Send us an email, rightandwrong617 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. All right. The third thing I wanted to talk about today is the fact that the city of Boston lifted their mandates for masks in indoor public places over this past weekend. Great, right? Come on, Brian, you're against you're against masks. You're against these mandates and stuff, right? Juice, right? Right? Cost? Cost? Should I stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll stay. I'll stay. Okay, I'll stay. Yes, I am in favor of dropping that stuff. My problem, though, is with Mayor Mandate, Mayor Wu, at it again here, she's keeping the mask requirement in place in the Boston public school systems, in the Boston public school buildings, which means that my six and 10 year old still need to wear masks when they go to school. This is ridiculous. They have not needed them ever. They haven't needed them in the first place. You already kept them home learning on a, on a, on a terrible Zoom environment, learning in a terrible, horrible Zoom environment. You did that to these poor kids for a year and a half. Now they're there, they're miserable with these masks on. My kids want to collect all these masks. They want to. They, they asked when when it goes away. Can can we burn them? Can we have a ceremony? Can we have a mask burn in the campfire in our backyard? I would love to. I can't wait. But we need these morons up at City Hall to stop playing politics with. Stop playing politics with my children. I'm telling you, it's not a winning topic. Nationally, it's a horrible play. You're lucky that you're here in a deep, 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 deep blue uh, area here in Boston, in Massachusetts. It, it's horrible up here. Um, I can't stand it. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to be surrounded by some sane people. So I guess that's why I'm talking into a microphone in an empty room. I'm hoping to reach some sane people out there in the audience. It, it's getting ridiculous with this stuff. So it's okay. My kids, my, my son said it to me the other day, actually. He was like, oh, dad, this is the, uh, the only place I have to wear a mask is in school. I don't have to wear it anywhere else. And he was like, what? he's like, this is ridiculous. Like he sees it. He's like, why? He's like, why? I mean, we don't, I don't have to wear it in church. I don't have to wear it uh, at the supermarket. We can go to the movies now. Anything like that. You don't have to wear it. But he goes into his classroom and he has to wear it when he's in there trying to learn all day long. Come on. This is a joke, and and people know it. You guys know it. Just do it. Get rid of them, please. Do what's right for our kids, okay? Absolutely absurd. They're attached to it, though. It's like they can't let it go. They love the masks. They can't let it go. 
I don't know what we're going to do with some people, man. I do not know. Juice, what are we going to do? Eh, I don't know, my man. Uh, he's shrugging. He's shrugging his shoulders, bending his fingers all weird. I don't know. All right. Those were the things I wanted to talk about today. I do think they're all important. Please, please, please do the work for us. Stop paying attention to this stuff. Get involved. Listen. Ask questions. You know what I mean? A lot of people, like, like we just take things without a simple why. Queen Wu there says you can take a mask off, take the masks off in the supermarket, but you still have to have your kid wear it in school. Why? Why? The average age here in Boston over the last two weeks of anybody who's died from COVID, 75 years old. Tell you what, they're not in the elementary school that my kids are at. Give me a break. All right. All right, we've come to the part in the show where I get to find something out there from somebody that's uh, said something dumb, done something ridiculous, just pretty much something they should be pretty embarrassed about. And I get to give them a good old-fashioned, come on, man. So, with that being said, and I don't mean to wait, make you wait too long, because I know my girl out there, honey, this is your favorite segment. So this week's Come On Man is going out to Boston Fox 25 news reporter, Crystal Haynes. What did she do, you might be wondering? Juice, you know, you've watched the clip already, so you already know. But this reporter was sent to cover a story a few weeks back when there were a group of teachers outside the Boston Teachers Union Hall with signs against Mayor Wu and the head of the Boston Teachers Union, Jessica Tang. You see the story goes, there was some, you know, the, the I don't even know if it got what's true, what's wrong. You hear different things from different people. But the reason these people were out there is there was a rumor going around or there was there was evidence that the head of the teachers union, Jessica Tang, took a vote that affected the entire Boston teachers union um, about mandates, about vaccine requirements. And she did it in like a shady way where people weren't informed in time or not enough people were at the meeting or something, something like that, where she pushed it through. It was being called a backdoor deal with her pal, Mayor Wu. And these people that were outside the union hall wanted to go and protest and have signs to show that they were unhappy with the direction that the head of their union was was trying to take them. You know, there's people speculating that that she's trying to make it easy on Mayor Wu because she's trying to line herself up a job for the departing superintendent who just left after a glorious, stellar, what, one, two-year run? Three-year run? I don't know. What was it, Juice? She was horrible. Anyway, sorry, I digress. The point of this story, though, isn't what happened, isn't what, what was being covered. It's not even as much as I want it to be about Mayor Mandate there. It's not even about her. It's what happened after the protest. So when you watch this video, you're going to see what Crystal Haynes' reaction was to going and covering the fact that people were outside protesting outside the Union Hall for her work, right? Fox 25 sent her there to cover the story, you know, take footage, talk to people, report on the story, what was going on. And this right here is what Crystal Haynes took. This is what Crystal Haynes took away from going to cover this story. All right, Juice, give it to them. I just came from a protest about vaccine mandates, and I anticipated there being some conflict there. What I didn't anticipate was the number of racist signs that um, I would be walking into and to be heckled and to have my whole name spoken out and people taking pictures of my license plates. And I think what we don't appreciate is how hard it is to be a black person walking into a sea of that and how, how, how hard it is to stay objective and um, to to be focused on your job while you have all of that racism around you, while people mock the person you are. Um, and I don't think that gets said enough because 
all I ever wanted to do was tell stories. And I don't have the luxury of walking off a job. I'm not from generational wealth. But I just kept thinking as I was trying to be fair about what the story was, is what do I tell? What do I tell my my baby son about what I did today at work? And why I gave these people a platform? And I kept thinking to myself, why does no one understand how hard it is to be a black person covering these things and to still be told to get the story? And I understand that news is about telling both sides, but we cannot discount how hard it is. How hard it is to just walk into that hate and try to come out with something that's fair. And I want all the young because I've been doing this a long time. I don't know why it hit me like this, this way. But I want to tell all the young journalists out there that it's okay to be upset. It's okay to say no. That if your dream was just to tell stories, you can do it your way. And when I go home, I'm going to hug my baby son, the young black man that I'm going to raise. And I want him to be proud of me. And I'm going to make sure that he is. And I know there's a lot of dissenting opinions out there. I'm not weighing in on either side. What I'm telling you is that you cannot discount how people feel. I always say, be good to each other. That's all. And you have to understand this Black History Month, every month, how hard it is for a black woman, for a black man, for a person of color to walk into that and just try to do their jobs. There's hope out there. I believe it. I tell tell those stories. But I just needed, I needed you all to hear that. good to each other wow yes yep nope no 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 you got that right that's a grown adult in tears in her car because of people standing outside of a union hall holding signs and maybe probably raising their voices chanting whatever that is the reaction from a grown adult who's supposed to report on the ground breaking news stories that's our takeaway from it Maybe she didn't realize that she was there to cover the story, not to make herself part of the story. You know what she leaves out from that little sob story that she tries to give us? That crowd had about 20 people there. It was about 20, maybe 30 people there. That's real intimidating. What kind of a crowd is that? How is that intimidating? Like, come on. It's ridiculous. And how about that line that she says, I'm not from generational wealth. Oh, okay. She just assuming that about all these people based on the color of their skin, perhaps? Why does she think all of the people there that were protesting have generational wealth? Seems a little odd to me. Seems like it might be a little bit racist. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, You notice that she never tells us what was racist on the signs that she saw or what was said that was racist to her. I've seen pictures from that event. I've seen other stories that have covered that event. The only thing that I could see that might make her kind of think something is a sign that said Wu-Tang. That's the mayor's last name and the president of the teachers union's last name. Michelle Wu, Jessica Tang. Just so happens to be a popular collection of rappers by the name of the Wu-Tang Clan out there. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like that? Is it kind of funny that somebody was able to make like a double reference there to a popular musical act and the people's last names in this ridiculous backdoor deal that they were trying to pull? Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're holding signs? 
doesn't everybody who makes signs for stuff like that have like clever things written on it that's going to get your sign seen it's going to get your voice and your opinion heard but for the fearless reporter crystal haynes that is just too much she can't take it what kind of a world are we living in take a quick glance over at her twitter account look her up on social media and you'll see she's nothing more than an activist how can an audience like how can how can how can we expect people like her to remain objective how can we really trust the media out there how can you trust the people that are reporting on these issues when they they talk like that and they got posts they got they got things that they're advocating on left and right up there on all their social media accounts how could you expect someone like that to be objective be like i'm talking about stories like this i don't claim to be objective i'm on the right i'm a republican i'm gonna look at stories from that point of view and i'm gonna let you know about stuff from a republican point of view crystal haynes wants to go out there and pretend to be objective pretend to just be reporting the news you think those people those 20 to 30 people protesting out there you think they got a fair shake from her? You think their voices got heard? Do you think they got covered reasonably by Fox 25? Or do you think Crystal Haynes gets to go back into her car, make this ridiculous Instagram post, work up some crocodile, crocodile tears, and now she's the story. Now she gets the favorable slant that she gets to give to the story. She gets to involve herself in the news instead of just reporting the news absolutely ridiculous and crystal haynes if you're out there listening that my friend has earned you a big old fashioned come on man okay and that's our show today big thanks to my producer over there juice thank you all for listening out there please do not forget follow and share i'll talk to you next week thanks for having me what are we talking about right right and wrong come on man what are we talking about Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong.